Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Cy Varadan, writer, director, filmmaker. When I'm not cruising through Brooklyn at top speed like Ghost Rider, I'm listening to Fan Bros all day long. Check it. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, Internet, to this wonderful episode of Fan Bros. This is Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as I am the Captain Now, because our Captain DJ Ben Hamid is somewhere in the Delta Quadrant. Don't know where he is. I'm not looking for him because he's going to be back soon. But we're here on this fantastic episode, and I am joined by my co-host, Chico Leo. Welcome, Chico. And also, Ty the Robot. And we have some special guests today as well. Um, sitting in on the communications chair, we have... Cy Varadan, V-Twins Productions, writer-director and American in Hollywood. Check it. Whoa. Welcome back, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Great to be back on the spaceship, starship, uh, you know. <laughs> one of them. Oh, and we also have one more other person. I hear somebody coming in through the channels. Who is that? Who, what's that sound? Well, you know, it's me. I, I, I snuck. I stowed away. <laughs> we got to stow away. <laughs> we have we have JD Williams rejoining us. He's also known as Bodie from The Wire. He is also one of the stars of An American in Hollywood, and you're here to join us for this episode, right, dude? Yeah, I'm glad y'all you know you know uh, had me back. Actually, it seems like y'all always sneaking me on the ship when somebody's <laughs> missing when the captain is away. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, our hands are tied when he's here. We can't do too much, but we got you on this time, dude. It's all good. I ain't going to tell nobody. So we got to get right into it. There's some huge, huge, huge news that came out today, and everyone is, like, on 10 right now. What's the big news, Chico Leo? So the big news is Spider-Man will be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Run that back. So uh, Spider-Man had been separate from the Marvel Universe for all kinds of behind-the-scenes legal ownership uh, reasons, and bullshit. Uh, and 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 basically. now, and now basically they've gotten together, and um, Marvel and Sony will be co-producing the next Spider-Man movie, and Spider-Man will be able to be in the Marvel Universe cinematic universe, and That's vice it. versa, and vice versa. That's going to be sick. So they're saying that his first appearance is going to be, what, for the Civil War movies? Yep. Right. So a lot of people seem really excited about that all over on social media. And, and I mean, it is exciting. Spider-Man is arguably Marvel's single, you know, most popular character. I'm excited. Really? Uh, I would, well, what? He's we, one of. Yeah. Yes. See? Yeah. So I, but I feel like this is, this is definitely stealing a lot of Black Panther's thunder. You think so? Well, so in the comics, Spider-Man acts as uh, sort of, he's the guy in between Captain America and Iron Man in in Marvel Civil War. He's the child in the divorce. Right. He's the child in the divorce. Mm. And it seemed like the way they were going was Black Panther was going to replace that, the Spider-Man character in in the civil war and that's upcoming you know in, in the universe and now that spider-man's back i feel like they're pushing they're going to end up pushing you know black panther to the back of the bus jd what are your thoughts on this news all right well first of all <laughs> civil war wouldn't make a bit of a difference if it was like oh black man took his mask off you know everybody be like oh thank lord he's not gonna rob me i can see his face <laughs> you know what i'm saying so everybody can laugh 
I was enjoying. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like the Black Panther thing, him being a part of war, like if anything, they would make him take over Iron Man's spot because mm. that's the biggest relationship that he has with anybody else is his his problem. You know, him and Iron Man competing, and him usually being Iron Man, if people really pay attention, you know, Panther? to the point. But the thing that when I first heard he was doing Civil War, I'm like, you, you can't do Civil War without doing Spider-Man, period, first off. You can't, have, you can't do it without having him there, I mean. And so I already knew, like, really, if you just even break down the economics of it, that's like $3 billion sitting on the table. Mm. Now, you and I are just going to sit there and say, okay, we're not going to take the three, or you're not going to take none of it, and I'm not going to take any of it. So they had to come to some agreement and say, look, man, it's too much money sitting there. And, you know, it ain't about us. It ain't about the fans. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because it, they don't care about us. So really. you think that's you know, just strictly monetary? A lot of the stuff we want at the end of the day, you know, but yeah. they, they be bugging on us. They don't even pay us in mind, really. So you think that's just strictly monetary? But Marvel Marvel is good with it. I, I'm, not, I'm not excluding Marvel. Marvel does pay attention to us. I, I, I'll take that. I'll right. ease that comment off because Marvel is pretty good. But that's their material. So they, they know how to do their own, you know, material, you know, but... When it comes to other people usually doing their stuff, usually. But but back to the, the point, um, I don't think that the Black Panther thing would have been strong enough because nobody has nobody cares if Black Panther was to unmask himself. Nobody knows who he is, like, as far as the audience. Right. You know, right. and it wouldn't be mm. a thing. If anything, I think they would have Black Panther take over his spot. And I knew they had to, they had to do um, Spider-Man because I think, if I'm not mistaken, they don't own the right to uh, Ben Riley. So what if they would have had Ben Riley? So JD, you pissing off Ty over here because he's been making all types of faces. What, what have you? What you do you guys say? You ain't pissing me off. I'm just confused because until the Sony hack happened, the plan was to have Black Panther play that Spider-Man role because this was gonna happen without Spider-Man. That was a ploy. I would never believe Ooh. they would do that wow. because even me not being a writer and just being a comic book guy, like that, that does not make sense. Nobody in the audience is gonna feel crazy if Black Panther shows his face. He's a king. The king of Wakanda. We've seen his family for centuries in pictures. So mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't have made it wouldn't have worked. But on the other hand, you gotta also understand this is gonna be the first time we'll see Black Panther in a cinematic universe and in, in a cinematic presence and that people in general, this is gonna be the first like major black superhero on film that's popular right now. Mm -hmm. And what about Blade? I said popular right now. Popular right okay. now. Okay popular right now popular right now so my thing is i think he's gonna have a huge impact i mean even i do i do believe he's gonna have a huge impact but like mm -hmm. i said i think they're gonna bring him they're gonna make him equal to, i would i would give them the credit to say they'll make him equal to iron man his story is gonna be more in d dealing with iron man's bs you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and, and staying on top of being technologically you know impressive i think that's what it's gonna be more he's gonna I think they might try to even push him more towards being a Batman-ish character. You know? Didn't they so, do that in the cartoons, yeah, though? Yeah, because I mean, right. that's the only way they're going to get him to stick in order to come back and make his own film later. Like, him him unveiling himself, it, it just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been the thing. And there was no way that that Spider-Man thing wasn't happening with all that money sitting there. No way. And I was actually talking to my brother earlier about this, and I said, though, if the internet wasn't the way it was, the dopest way they could do it would be when Spider-Man shows up in the movie, but he keeps his mask on throughout the whole movie. And we, as an audience, if we didn't know who it was, when he takes the mask off, it's some some superstar, you know, we never saw before. Or, what or some, somebody we know, and it's, like, amazing. That would be yeah. the actual, a great impact, but that's a dream. But so, I'm just so saying, let me you know, throw like, it has to be something. 
somebody. You know, I hope it's I hope it's Andrew Garfield. I think he was. It's not going to be him. It's not going to be him. Yeah, yeah I was about to they ask. said no. So, so I agree. I thought he was Spider Man. That's, that's official. official. He's yeah, he's out of the movie. Uh, well, I guess my opinion on the whole thing, I agree with what everyone's talking about, but I'm definitely uplifted that uh, the character is free of, uh, you know, the Columbia Studios rights or whatnot, because it was difficult for these other characters that the Marvel Studio didn't have the cinematic rights okay. to, to be interweaved into their whole, into like, stories. Infinity Gauntlet, like, yeah. type, you know... Um, you know, uh, uh, big picture story. So, you know, throughout all these Avengers and Captain America films, we have not gotten to see Spider-Man because of rights issues. You know right. what I'm saying? Not because of, you know, anything else. It's not that mm-hmm. Joss Whedon didn't want to have Spider-Man make a cameo, as Jay just said, like something cool like that at the end. But they just weren't able to do that un- until... Um, I think it's, I think until 20th Century Fox, um, you know, gives up the rights to X-Men, we're not going to see no X-Men in the, in the Marvel Universe right. neither. So I'm definitely uplifted that Spider-Man is going to be a part of this because as J.D., I think we all agree, the Marvel Studios, they're doing the comic book movies better than, than everybody. Know, oh, than, than everybody. Than, yeah. than everybody. Else. I mean, you know, I think out of five of them, they, 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 they missing on maybe one or two, but three yeah. out of five, you know, they definitely hitting real good. So. I'm. 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 I, this you is good news you to would. me. Yeah. This now, is good now, news now, now. We mentioned that Andrew Garfield is not going to be Spider-Man, but then that opens the door. It actually kind of plays into a little bit of what, um, uh, of what JD was saying. I know I called you JD, but I meant to say no, no, sorry earlier. Good. But, but it, it plays a little bit more to what JD was saying, where, um, you know, that he might have his mask on the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Does this mean we might get something where we'll get a Miles Morales? Uh, Spider-Man, who is actually uh, he's black and Dominican he is or black and uh, Puerto, Puerto Rican. Puerto Sorry, black Tino. Right? He, okay, he's black Tino. So, <laughs> are we gonna be able to see that? You think maybe? I mean, I, I I think that'll be a little bit ahead of the audience, but it'll be cool to see. I wouldn't mind seeing it. But like I said, if if they weren't gonna get Spider-Man, I would think they would put some other Spider-like character in that position. Like who? You know, so well, it was I'd... gonna have to be somebody like that. But like who? Honestly, my my thing is is oh go ahead go ahead. No, I was just wondering like who <laughs> who would you put if it wouldn't be Spider Man? Excuse me. Who would you put if it couldn't be Spider Man? Well, like I said, like if they had Ben Riley, if they had the Scarlet Spider, they could have used the Scarlet Spider. They could have threw Jane in it. But all of that was tied up. It Spider tied. They could have used Spider Woman, you know. But the fact that it's Spider Whoever that lets you know what type of person this is taking their mask off and showing their face. And so that's the whole the whole idea of it was what what they had to you know get across what they had to sell. It was because I think other than his his the suit that Iron Man made, Spider Man didn't really do much, you know. In the wow, that's other than other than a lot of people disagree with you. Was, was the catalyst <laughs> for all of that craziness? Uh, t- t- I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Oh. You made your point, and I respect that. A lot of people disagree. Well, this this movie is going to be coming out uh, July 28, 2017. So it has a ways yeah, to go. Yeah, that's more than right, two years right. off. It has man. a ways to go. And and it's funny that you mentioned that, side about like Fox not coming up off the rights for mm-hmm. X-Men. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, it's interesting because, because Sony decided to do this collab with Marvel, mm-hmm. and I may be just dreaming, but do mm-hmm. you think that once they introduce Black Panther, maybe we'll be able to get a storm? No. Uh, I think... Uh, 
this is this is the way I see it because there's another studio, right? I don't know who has the Fox. Fantastic Four. Fox. Oh, that's but, Fox. Fox. But alone. Mike B is, you know, uh, gonna be playing um, Johnny Storm, face, right? Yep. This summer, I I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how that plays to the media. I think all of us, particularly those of black? us that know him, are very Johnson. excited about it. But I think to kind of dive into more of like what you were curious about are we going to see a few more minorities now that the world is definitely getting bigger um i think that was definitely a bold move i mean when i heard of it i was like oh whoa like you know what i mean that was definitely something i didn't expect um so i think you know how that does with the masses you know will definitely dictate what they're gonna do later if it right. does really well like like you know so so you think that might be the major factor she could that's a, lit, a litmus test for for miles morales i mean that that could or very storm. well be or, or storm, storm. Or, yep. or just any type of like more infusing more minorities into this superhero ty, universe. ty disagrees i do well, oh. they, they, i think there's going to be fallout from all of the show all the movies because just like we got agents of shield and you're getting uh um heroes for hire Right, Daredevil, right. I don't know why, but right. you know we getting Daredevil again. Like it's all this fallout from the other films because the interest is raised. So all of these things, like the Miles Morales thing, that could just fall out of there. You know, like with we were talking about Storm, like they don't have to, they can't say the word mutant, and mm -hmm. they can't show you know certain people, but they can always allude. You know, so maybe somebody will be like, oh, I know a girl you should meet. You know, or something, right. you know, so she got white they hair can always allude to Storm, but, you know, I don't think they'll have a, or, you know, worse come to worse. They can, you know, there's there's other people with, this, you know, similar powers that they can just, you know, kind of whip in mm -hmm. we'll see, if they wanted to. We'll see on Twitter, friend of the show, Black Girl Nerd, said, Damn. if there can be two Quicksilvers, why couldn't there be two Storms? Because Fox doesn't want anybody to play with well, their toys. there you go. See? Exactly. See, they already did it. Are there two Quicksilvers? There's two. There's yeah. one Quicksilver in the yeah, X-Men. Right. What's even crazier about the two Quicksilvers is one is kick-ass and the other one is ass-kick. Right. Right, right. <laughs> but I think, I, honestly, I, and again, I'm not in the middle of all the business dealings uh, of all these, so I really don't know exactly how it goes, but I would feel like a character like Quicksilver, you could get away with that right. more. Because he's, he's not as... He's I can explain that whole deal. Character. Explain oh, okay, that. Okay, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch fall under a certain realm where they are mutants but they are also Avengers originally. Mm, so they right. can exist in both so of these that, franchises right, without you. any kind of problems between the companies. Mm, right. So you can get interesting. You can get Magneto's kids, and you can also get these heroes in the Avengers. Mm. They're not going to interact. The films aren't going to touch each other, but they can both exist. Mm. But and, and you're saying because of that, they, they have that leeway. Storm does not. You're saying that Storm that's never doesn't fall happen. under that because right. she started off as an X Men and a mutant. So and has she, always just been an X Men. Exactly. Yeah, and she okay. she has on the comics. She has the role of Avenger, but it's she didn't start that way. Right. So originally, yeah, she falls under. Mutant X Men. She so, can't go into the Marvel un the Marvel Cinematic Universe at right. least. So, but but with Fox with with Spider Man, I mean, I, he was also Avenger, so I guess he he has that leeway as well. I just feel like in a perfect world, in they a could perfect just, world, in a perfect world, it would in a perfect world it wouldn't be Aaliyah playing Storm. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> also, um, they they moved up and changed some of the Marvel release dates. Right. Um, Thor. The next Thor movie is going to be out November third, twenty seventeen. Black Panther is actually going to was moved up. Was moved up to July 6, 2018. Was it supposed to be 2019? No, no. Like that? Mm -mm. Okay. Captain Marvel, November 2nd, 2018. Inhumans, July 12, 2019. 
Uh, Infinity War 1 is going to be May 4th, 2018. And Infinity War Part 2 is going to be May 3rd, 2019. And The the Rock is playing Captain and, Marvel, isn't he? Yes. Oh, no, uh, They're, uh, going uh, uh, They're going nuts. He's no, not, are, sorry. They are going He's playing nuts. Black. They're just, they just feeling themselves early right now. Like, just make the movies. And they just telling us, like, they're going to just follow all the storylines they've had. Do they realize what the stuff they have looks like is going to look like on camera? Like, they have to. They would have to continue on the trajectory of training everybody to watch these movies, mm. just to even get all the way up there for it to still make sense. People are already trained to watch these movies, though. Right. I think they're pacing them pretty Not well, so actually. Much. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of the first one that had like fleets and all of this like extra craziness characters that don't and people still went and saw it. All this nuttiness going on, like we're talking about. I agree with you. I think they're pacing like, them well. You know, yeah. We got Adam Warlock, and we got. Like right, but in, you got so much Captain time. Marvel, that right and the Rock is not going to be Captain. The Rock's not going to be Captain Marvel. The Rock is going to be Black Adam. Yeah, in, oh, in DC. Okay. I think that'd be dope. But Marvel already has us trained to like expect these movies once or twice a year. And and I, I would also agree with these guys who say that 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 they have trained us because now with the whole the TV shows and the miniseries, you know, they got Agent Carter right now and like exactly. JD said, you got Daredevil coming, Jessica Jones and Hero for Hire. They built and, this universe that we've already expected to see more and more come right, from it. Right. So we are we know the end of phase three. We don't even know what they're cooking after that. We just want to. We know we want to see it. No, but that's still. I mean, you're talking five years down the line. Right. Yeah, but we. That's right. the thing. We know what's happening five years down the line. As we get closer, they're already cooking up right, stuff we don't know right. about. And we're already excited they, to hear about it. That, right. Five years. Say seven years from now, right? Seven years from now. Uh, An eight-year-old or a nine-year-old is going to go see one of these movies, right? They just now found the first Infinity Gauntlet. What if he never saw Guardians of the Galaxy by then? Everything's on DVD so, at that point, so they can watch it at home. No, but that's yeah, true. I mean, every one of these is like somebody's first movie. And that we're all being a part of, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being the same kind of build up and backwash and lash and like what happened right there like i'm telling you because we're already come on we're geeking out we already know we pile on too many facts at once and marvel is going to get to that point where you know it's going to be a, a critical mass none of these movies are point. so far removed though that you can't watch them without watching the one before it like you could watch, you could you could watch Avengers and not have seen any of the other Marvel films. That's what's so impressive. I think that's that they. I, I think that's really I remarkable. Because you can't read a, an X Men comic right. without exactly without what's going I agree. on. Well, even, I, even, yeah, and even if you start, you end up going back, and maybe you get the two. But that's how they get you. It's like a new later. issue coming. Exactly, out. that's how they get you. Avengers came out, and you could have never seen any of the Marvel movies beforehand. But you, because you saw Avengers, because you, you liked Avengers, back, you want right. to go back and watch everything else. I think what Jay is trying to say, and I do agree if this is what he's trying to say, it's going to be extraordinarily challenging for them to really pull like this whole you as bigger as it's getting. You know what I mean? I think like there's a lot of us like super fans or whatnot that are real nervous. Like, oh shit, when's like the rug, uh, you know, sure, be pulled sure. out? Because like they keep outdoing themselves in like certain editions, and like you know, each movie just keeps having. In its own style, you know, they uh, unlike a lot of other studio films, which we'll get into later, they seem mm. to be hiring a lot of really good, like you know, writer, like the new filmmakers, Joss Whedon, the dudes who did Winter Soldier, and this and that. These are guys who are fans, like you know what mm. I mean, of like the yeah, comic oh, world, the whole life. And, and that's part of that's part of what I'm saying too. Is like people that made it and people that have been living with it for the last thirty years. They want to see it in their lifetime when they could have just waited. They could have waited 20 years and we could have just got great Batman, Spider-Man, 
You really think so? No, I kind yeah, of agree with that. Yeah. No, I, I, I get, I, I get what he's saying. X Men would have been the, the illest. As a matter of fact, Wolverine got a bunch of stories. Mm-hmm. The Punisher, if they did it right, it could be crazy. But my thing is, when you have studios like Fox in control of stuff like this, do you really think fifteen, twenty years is going to matter? It's Fox. Right. No, but they're they're digging. He's saying they're digging in the. They're, they're I understand. Yeah. They're, they're they're digging and they're going to get to the point where it's like, okay, they got a lot going on. There's a lot of well, balls to juggle I in the air. I get it. If you if you do study movie history, it was started on serials, and people still like serials. That's why we do sequels and, and multiple episodes of something. If you just do like Star Wars, is not like a bunch of sequels. Star Wars, well, was a bunch of just stories from the books. You know, it was just going on. It's going on. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like they can just keep it in that realm, and we could just tell, they could tell a million Spider-Man stories. Like, they could have did Maximum Carnage at some point, mm-hmm. even though it would have, you know, been real weird and crazy, but, you know, like, it's no, but so they much will. They they, 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 they between getting here. What's up, everyone? This is Kid Fury from The Read. And when I am not drinking Hennessy or twerking alone in my bedroom, I'm listening to Fan Bros, as you should be. Love yourself. Listen to Fan Bros. Welcome back, fan bros. This is Ty the Robot on the Fan Bros Show with Tatiana King-Jones and Chico Leo. And our special guest today is none other than Marvel cover artist and all-around awesome guy, Kevin Wada. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to the show, hey. Kevin. How you doing? I'm very well. How is everybody? Oh, we're lovely, and we're ecstatic to finally have you on the show. Yeah, it took a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but we got it together. That. Yeah. It reminds me of the Lost Christmas episode when Penny and uh, Desmond are trying to get in touch through across time. That's what's been happening over here. You have to excuse Chico. He's good for throwing out random right. facts and knowledge. Well, oh, no. I, I That's like one of the best episodes ever yes. of Lost, if you're not familiar. Oh, I, I'm not familiar, so thank yeah. you. And one, one of the better Christmas episodes of the last few decades. Yeah. It's actually a Christmas, it's Lost Only Christmas episode. Is it, was it Christmas? I yeah, guess it was. she's decorating the tree when they finally get in touch with each other. <laughs> well, you are my constant, Chico. Yes, well, exactly. Right, right, right back at you, Kevin. So, Kevin, uh, we want to just start off by just explaining you, as Ty has mentioned, are an illustrator, and you've come, rose to prominence through the internet for your series of X-Men fashion um, sketches, which I want to say are on point. Like, I, <laughs> I first saw your work last year, and it was just phenomenal. Like, you have, I think you had pictures of, like, Rogue and Storm in, like, high fashion, um, like, really, like, decadent um, um, ensembles, and, I mean, yeah. it was just so dope. And I'm, and, and obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seemed even like watercolors and other things as well. So, like I said, everyone's like, that's really popular and everyone really likes that. So, when you and um, Max Witter, like I know you both worked on this, when you were developing this project, did you ever think it would gain the notoriety that it did? No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's a short answer. No, um, we did it for fun, just to keep working after college and... We were doing um, this local San Francisco independent comic expo, and then people started coming up to our table, and they were like, oh, we found you. We found you guys. We saw your pieces on the internet. And we had no idea that they had sort of taken off and that people would be looking for us. And it was a nice treat. I'm not going to lie. It's nice to have people, like, (laughs) excited to see you. 
Right. Well, I mean, you are a cover artist for Marvel, but what made you choose Storm? Because obviously you could have chose any really sub. Well, not just Storm, but the Marvel characters. What made you go to them? Because you could have chose any subject, really. Uh, I don't know. You know, I just I had a firm enough of a grasp. I wasn't. I didn't read uh, comics religiously growing up, but I had a, mm-hmm. I had enough of an interest in the subject matter, and Max and I both loved fashion and we enjoyed the X-Men um, and it just sort of sprang from that and I didn't even know that it was kind of a thing to do um, to like meld superheroes in fashion although I feel like it's it's more recently really taken off but it's kind of because of you <laughs> ooh yeah <laughs> high praise <laughs> Well, you've gone from doing the X-Men fashion portraits to actually doing Marvel comic book covers. Does that feel kind of full uh, feel full circle for you? In a way, because I I did not think I was going to end up in this industry and I love it now that I'm I'm in it. Um but in school everybody really thought I should go into comics based on the work I was producing and I they are watercolor, that is correct. Um and so the the whole trying to do traditional uh, mediums was a reaction to like, oh, you should do comics. And I was like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. And then now I'm doing watercolor comic book covers. So it is it is kind of a crazy full circle. Mm-mm-mm. And you know we're gonna go into your main work, uh, She Hulk, um, which is actually unfortunately is it's it's ending soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but you know you did an amazing job on that. And um, that was really like your first steady book, right? Yes. So how did you get involved in that? I had done uh, an X-Men variant cover for Marvel, which was like the first Mm -hmm. official (laughs) approved Marvel piece. And then the editor I worked with, uh, Janine Schaefer, who's no longer at Marvel, um, she was just like, okay, I'm going to find something for you, like a regular gig. And it took her maybe three months and I got the email. I was like dying. I was so excited. Um, and and then yeah, and then now it's over. But that's okay. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you're still doing more. You just got a the uh, Secret Wars journal book. Can, yes. Can, can you talk a little bit about the 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 collaboration between the editor and the and and the cover artist? Like how how does that happen? Um, you know, like, do, do they, do they approach you with just ideas? Do you send them sketches? Like, is there a lot of back and forth? Do you have any sort of like, is there any one cover that you worked on that there might've been like 10, you know, iterations of or anything like that? <laughs> uh, well, it, it is definitely a very quick back and forth. Like they will sometimes be like, Oh, can you get this to me by like next week or by Monday? Or it, it, it really just depends on how crazy it is on their end. But there's at least one sketch before the final and they're often very rushed for time. And so it's usually only one. Sometimes there's two. Mm -hmm. I will get anything from the full script to a sentence describing what the issue's about. Um, And after you've worked with an editor for a while, I feel like they kind of learn how you work and when they feel comfortable being like, okay, green, go, just do it. Um, Mm And so I've like Janine, I worked with, you know, on 12 books and then some. And so we we developed a pretty uh, quick rapport. It was usually like two emails to the finished cover. 
Um, and I have that relationship with a few editors. And it really is them turning the sketches over to the higher ups or like the, the editor committee or I don't know what they do, but they have to get some kind of outside approval. Mm-hmm. And that can take a bit. And that can usually alter uh, the direction you take based on what other people kind of want. It's a process. It's fun. It's very it's very collaborative. All right. And I know that this is very official process and very specific to work. But do you ever get to develop a personal relationship with all these people you work with, especially during the run of She-Hulk? Uh, with Janine Schaefer, yes. And I was very sad to hear her go because she is a great editor. And she got uh, you into Marvel. And she got me into Marvel. <laughs> and she was always looking for something else for me. Like she never was resting. Um, but I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get to work with her. She's still going to be doing independent stuff. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she stayed in the industry. She just left Marvel and went to another another comic shop. I don't know if she's uh, doing full time anywhere. I think she's kind of just doing freelance editing, picking right. up projects here and there. Right. Right. Also, with She Hulk, people have argued that although it's been critically acclaimed on the sales side, it hasn't done as well. Uh, do you think there's just something about She Hulk that? the writers or anybody who just can't really pin down and maybe there's got to be a reason why and that wasn't shade to writer sorry <laughs> but <laughs> but but really it has to be something about She-Hulk I don't know if it's the character herself the way she's written the way she looks I don't know it has to be something where it's not resonating so what is it I am at least no... resonating in sales because critics think it's awesome yeah, the book and, is fantastic and the, it's just the book is very good right but why is it not on a more general, broader base, being sold, like what? Where are the numbers? I have no idea, and you know she has a history of being canceled. Like yes, she'll exactly. get a new book and then get canceled right away. I don't know. And, and that's I really I mean, don't. Know. And that's what I mean when I say the way she looks, not the way she's drawn, but the fact that she's this green monster. Really, you know, <laughs> she's she's the female Hulk. The so, big scary green monster. Right. Warrior. So is there something about that that people don't like or what? Like I don't understand, but it, it's a very intriguing story. So it's also sad that she doesn't get more play i guess yeah i don't know i mean she is like the jolly green giant of female superheroes but she's also a very sexual character she's very sexually empowered and i feel like she's also um in the negative side i feel like she's very sexually objectified by a large portion of the comic book male population and so i don't know if that adds to people maybe not taking her as seriously and thus not adding to the numbers um, I don't know. There's I also, really don't know. There's also been something offbeat about some of the iterations of her comic. I know the first one that John Byrne did was definitely about breaking the fourth wall. You know, she spoke to the audience in a way that, you know, normally, you know, superheroes don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that sort of Grant Morrison took and ran with with Animal Man. And um, I don't know, has she always had, like, sort of offbeat the actual you know, form and function and form of her comics? Have they always been, you know, sort of offbeat like that? Or or, or have some of them been more traditional, you know, straight up, you know? Because she's not like the Hulk in the sense that she's not, you know, yeah. Hulk smash. I yeah, mean, she's, she's right. A, she's, she's much She's a lawyer. Yeah. And, more like and Hulk smart. Slay. Right. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I You know, I haven't read... In fact, this run of She-Hulk that I was on is the first run that I've ever actually picked up. But as far as I know, like the research I've done, she she's always been sort of a nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of character. Not 
not as far as like the burn breaking the fourth wall, but she's you. I think a lot of writers have been able to pick up on um, sides tones um, for comics that aren't always utilized. She's a very comedic character. She can be very lighthearted. Um, which could also add to possibly why she isn't pulling in the numbers is because she's not, you know, some angsty, grimacing she's, she's Thor. More, she's oh. more tongue-in-cheek than the average superhero book. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. She can be campy. She can be really fun. and I mean, she's a giant green woman. Right. <laughs> she is a giant green woman. Well, with her book coming to an end, uh, you're jumping right on to Secret, to Secret Wars Journal. Uh, we'll see. It was oh. a one. It was, it was a, a one shot thing? thing. We'll see if they want more. I think the cover did um, make a little bit of a splash, so maybe they'll be asking me back for more. Can you give us any insight into that book, or do you just uh, do you just know the details that they gave you? I don't even know if they know. <laughs> <laughs> when they contacted me, it was like we want Kate Bishop, and behind her, or like her her minions will be Wiccan and Hulkling. Go. And, like, they basically gave me free reign to design what Wiccan and Hulkling look like. So that tells me that they haven't even, you know, completed a full issue, as far as I know. So I don't know how far along the um, this part of Secret Wars is. Okay. Well, uh, also, you've done – you and Krasanka had your Marvel swimsuit calendar in the pipe. And it got <laughs> – the project got shut down. Uh, I don't know if it was oh, from you guys or from Marvel cool. or whatever, the powers that be. But – uh why uh can you give us any detail on the project and are we going to see some of the pieces leak or any quote surprise? unquote leak yeah anything <laughs> going to drop off the truck <laughs> i know like you didn't hear it here um it, we had been cooking up that idea for a while we um really were trying to pitch janine schaefer actually and we we're like how can you make this happen like let's do this we were both really gung-ho and she was tentative. She wasn't sure if she could make it happen, which was very honest of her, and we appreciated that. And uh, and then so when we knew we couldn't get a real official one done, um, we tried to do um, – I don't know if you guys are familiar, but like a lot of comic book artists will do sketchbooks yeah. um, and sell those. And uh, you usually do have to get the stamp of approval from the publisher – of whoever's characters you're going to be having in your sketchbook, um, and so we were we got the go ahead that kind of channel to do something like really unofficial, just our own thing. But like Marvel got to approve all of the images, and like they would have the final say, sort of thing. And then it just kind of came to a point where um, the fine print didn't really make sense for either party to continue forward, which was unfortunate and that's fine. And so Chris and I were the ones who ended up pulling the plug because it just, it didn't make sense anymore. We couldn't make it work. Oh. Um, and so Marvel mm. got a lot of flack for that, but it's not their fault. It was us who, who decided, you know, we're not going to be able to do exactly what we wanted or create the vision that we initially had. So, so we were the ones who were like, okay, no. Oh, yeah, but you know, yeah. we we were able to complete a few pieces, and I know, I mean, we're still gonna try to finish up some of the ones that we had, sort of on the back burner. And it was and, male uh, and female, right? It was male and female, oh. and it was so interesting to see, like, after that story kind of broke, and it got it broke a lot bigger than I thought it would ever. And uh, a lot of people, because all the images that we had done were of men, everybody was like, "Oh, Marvel." 
you know, put the the final nail in this coffin because it was going to be men and it's so like this is so sexist and we had to be like, oh no 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 no, <laughs> it was going to be like everybody. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. So you worked with a lot of major companies in the comic book industry and even outside of the industry, like for clothing, you've working with DSF clothing. Uh, have you received like any non-commissioned work that's like taking you out of your comfort zone and maybe really challenged you? Uh, hmm. Lately, no. <laughs> I haven't done very much commission work outside of comics in a really long time. Um or even anything that you were yeah, presented any, with. Any that, fan commissions that have really pushed you to yeah. like, to, to challenge yourself? Or is mm. everything just easy to you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everything's equally hard these days. Every, oh, yeah. I get so like burnt out um, doing... I mean, it, it, this is like... Obviously, art is like something I enjoy doing. And making a career out of something you enjoy doing so much can be kind of draining yeah. emotionally. Absolutely. Um, and so I feel like everything is sort of equally hard these days. Or like I have to sort of like take a deep breath and clear out the cobwebs, get out the artist block and really go to town. It's, it's more of an effort, um, which isn't to say that I'm not enjoying it. I am. But I did not foresee this um this notion that doing art would require um a little push and a shove you know mm. well even you've even said this on your twitter that when you're away from your home you get the urge to draw more but once you're in your studio it's like damn what am i doing <laughs> yeah 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 is it that stigma of saying i'm at work now so or i'm in the space where i work is that because i understand that a lot of, with a lot of creatives sometimes when you feel like you're not say force but you know you have an obligation then you feel less inclined to <laughs> totally <work. laughs> that is exactly it it's like when i have the like when there's no obligation to anybody i'm just like my own boss so to speak when it's a personal piece I think it's very easy to just go because there's no risk of failure. Mm -hmm. And then now that it's a career, it, there's a little bit more pressure. And I think that pressure instead of like, oftentimes it does push me to create a piece where I'm like, fuck yeah, I fucking nailed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like more often than not, they'll, it'll like, it, it will be a piece where I'm like, oh, like, oh, and there's clearly no joy in there. Like, you, I can see it. I don't know if, I'm, I'm sure other people maybe can't see it. Maybe some people can, but. Um, <laughs> but it's your work, you can, you can feel it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's my baby, I know. And sometimes it's hard to, to know when something is finished. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like the question I feel like a lot of artists have to ask themselves. Yeah. Like, how do I know when it's done? And one of my teachers gave me a really good, was it my teacher? Oh, shit, I don't remember. But <laughs> somebody important enough that I forgot them was like, you'll know when a piece is finished when you're afraid to add anything else to it hmm. in risk that you're going to ruin it. Alrighty. So once you get to that point that you're like, oh, shit, if I do that, will it ruin it? That's how you know. Everybody it, listening, take that note. <laughs> don't know who said it, but I think it's very good advice. So you, you, you wrote on your blog um, about the use um, of illustration in both advertising and editorial work and how it definitely needs to make a comeback, which I know a lot of people feel, um, you know, the first uh, first half of the 20th century, all all that stuff was done, you know, uh, was was hand drawn. 
Um, and I guess sometime in the middle in the post-war years that all that started being done with, you know, photography and now digital stuff and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Do, do you uh, I mean, you, you've worked in, in, in advertising and, and other editorial, you know, stuff besides comics. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you want to can you speak on that a little bit, um, you know, about, you know, the, the traditional illustration and where it's gone? I I feel like I'm I've sort of lost touch with the whole editorial illustration side of this big art community. So I can't say that I really have like a finger on the pulse of where illustration is today, especially in regards to you know um, editorial and advertising, like you just mentioned. Um, I I just feel like in general, print is suffering so much these days that there is less of an impulse to then sort of uh, fork up the budget and run the risk of doing too much illustration. I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I do have tons of old teachers and friends who are finding work and doing really good work. And there are tons of art directors who really want to support illustrators. Um, I hope it, it gets better. I mean that's good to hear. I think in terms of like the the movie poster, the art of the movie poster and how now for the last 20 years movie posters are just a big headshot of the star and maybe one or two other headshots. When you think back to like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Drew Struzan stuff. Yeah. And it was just such a lost. I mean it's 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 like it feels like already it's a lost art. And now when people do comic book cover like homages to movie posters, it, it, it does almost feel like, you know, like like a, like such a throwback to another time. Yeah. But there really was a time when all those movie posters were, you know, illustrated, you know, painted, mm-hmm. drawn, you know. Um, and now it's just some photoshopped big head, you know, Ash, <laughs> Ashley Judd's head, you know. Um, Ashley Judd? Well, I don't though? know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know why. I have no idea why Ashley Judd just came in my you? head. <laughs> But like somebody's big head, you know, and and then that's the poster, Tom Cruise's big head. That's you what know? we're gonna name the show. Ashley Judd's big head. Just his mug right there, as opposed to, and it's you know, it's some photoshopped, you know, as opposed to, you know, like a, a great a great drawing or a great painting or a great watercolor or or whatever, what have you. Um, and the great, you know, the great old uh, magazines of the first half of the twentieth century that had so much great illustration work in them. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Kevin, what are you going to have any other books that we're going to see you um, illustrate? Like, you doing any other covers soon? Uh, well, I'm working on a cover as we speak, actually. Oh. Um, Excellent. It is for Valiant Comics. They're the publisher. And I'm sitting on a few others right now. Look at you, busy. Will... <laughs> 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 that will see the light eventually. I don't know when. And um, I have been talking with a few editors about another ongoing gig. I can't say what it is now. Um, but you'll give us the exclusive when you can, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Um, we'll stalk you. <laughs> it's, it's a really great fit. Oh, um, well, that's good. I will say that. And, um, yeah, I just I obviously can't say it for, like, legal reasons, but I also don't want to jinx it because it's, it's been a second since sure, they've gone sure. back to me. 
So I'm like nervous right now, but Stay it positive. is a great fit. It makes a lot of sense. Now, do you like the freedom of being able to work for different companies? Or if it was up to you, would you rather be exclusive with one company and work with one family of heroes and comics? Uh, no, I, I love the variety. I love being able to work with other people and um, other publishers and break out of my box and um, not get too stuck in a rut, I guess. Are there any characters that you haven't drawn that you'd like to or that you haven't drawn, you know, for, you know, professionally that you'd like to? Uh, I did a Batman slash Superman cover not too long ago, and I was really excited to do that. It's not like one of the more uh, prominent of the Batman Superman books, but I was like, oh, shit, I get to draw Batman and Superman. Absolutely. yeah. And then um, the editor was like, okay, we we just want like chalk outlines of um, these two characters that weren't bad. Like, not only did I not get to draw Batman and Superman, but they were like chalk outlines right, of right. other characters. And it's like, oh, well, this is like a missed opportunity. I yeah. really would have loved that. Um, and I, I mean, I would love to do more Batman stuff just because I love the villains a lot. So that would be a lot of fun. Hey, speak it into existence. Right. <laughs> Let's put it out there. That's the are, secret, right? Are you watching Gotham? I'm not. No, is it good? Is anybody else watching? It's it? gotten better. It's gotten a lot yeah, better. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So right now we're going to move on to our brap segment, which is our quick rapid fire question and answer segment. Okay. Um, there's no wrong answer, but. Yes, we... there is. <laughs> there's one question where you better give the right answer. <laughs> listen. Well, I'm, well, listen that's pressure. But... Yeah, exactly. Don't listen, listen to him. Which I'm, I, I try to stop putting pressure on people on that question. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Miles. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the Wire or Breaking Bad? Oh, this is supposed to be quick. Uh, Breaking Bad. Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Teen Titans or X-Men? X. Jaleel White or Betty White? <laughs> <laughs> I hope this isn't the one that I like. No. <laughs> uh, Betty White. <laughs> That's hilarious. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. Which or what character death struck you the worst? Which character death? Yeah. This could be in comics, TV, film, anything. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so broad. Um You gotta pick one, but you can explain too. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay, I gotta think of like something recent then. Because it's just too much. <laughs> um Oh, 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 oh. Uh, does anybody watch House of Cards? Yes, yes, I love it. We love it. Okay. I totally, in retrospect, saw this coming just because I knew how, like, the British one ended. But um, Kate Mara's character. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck. And, like, <laughs> I, like, jumped back on the couch. You know, I had to, like, take a second. And then I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, you knew it was coming, but the way yeah. it went down. Oh, I didn't so know it was good. coming. It was so good. <laughs> Star Wars I, or Star Trek? Oh, I'm a Wars. Okay. Ugh. Another one. And my boyfriend is a Trek, so we we're, we get contentious. Do sometimes. you guys fight about it? Because I'm a Star I'm a Star yeah. Trek person, and I fight okay. with him. I fight with everybody. So. <laughs> with your Trekkie, you always kind of have to uh, defend yourself. I feel we're we're a much more Warsian country. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Gargoyles or Thundercats? Thundercats. 
Thunder, thunder, thunder. I am shocked. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, I just thought about this, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, probably. Oh, this is so boring, but I'm going to do it anyway because <laughs> um, I'm boring. Um, probably um, telepathy. Why? Um, just because that's a pretty all-encompassing power to be able to, like, read other people's thoughts and take control of their mind or, like, make them see things that aren't there. Um like yeah. that illustration you didn't want to work on anyway, right? <laughs> it's done. You think it's done. That's hilarious. Well, Kevin, you have survived the brap segment. We do have <gasps> one. But, but, but not we quite. We have a bonus. One. We have a bonus. Oh. Hold on. Oh, is, this like the, is this the one where I'm like going to die if I don't get it right? No, you already answered that question, but you lived. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I stand corrected. We do have one more thing from Ty. Will we see you at New York Comic Con this year? Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> we have, um, Chris Anka, Babs Tar, and Jake. Well, Babs is going to be there for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Chris is going to be there for sure. Okay. Um, Jake that? and I are slightly up in the air. We are uh, not waitlisted, but we're waiting on word to see if we're going to be able to snatch a table. Okay. Um, I really want to go so bad. But I will be. When is it? October. 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 So I got a ways. <laughs> don't yeah. keep bugging the, the coordinators. I will be in Brooklyn for FlameCon. When's that? It's June, June 13th. It's a one-day affair. Well, go ahead and plug yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do it. Um, I will be there with Chris Anka. We're going to be, um, I don't know if we're sharing a table or what, but we're all going to be there, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and everybody should come out. And uh, June 13th, it'll be fun. We might get Babstar up there, too, and Jake. Cool. Oh, wow. So now that we've wrapped up your amazing interview, tell the fan bros where they can find you. I would direct you most to my Tumblr, which is kevinwada.tumblr.com, okay. or my Twitter, which is kevinwada.twitter.com. I think that's how that one works. Um, <laughs> or my Instagram, which is just my name, or mm-hmm. I guess my website, but there's really nothing to do there. <laughs> 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 don't ever say that <laughs> it really is nothing it's just there you're just there to look at pictures i'm thinking about pulling a plug on that one that's all right well again thank you so much we really enjoyed this interview it was a blast talking to you <laughs> i had so much fun thank you guys you put it out in the universe you're gonna be at comic-con and we're gonna see you there <laughs> yeah i hope you're there because we're the fan bros are planning some things and we'd love to have you join us for a couple of events yes absolutely would be really cool okay okay i'm gonna double my efforts putting it in the universe it's gonna happen all right that's awesome and with <laughs> that we'll be back with more fan bros oh hey this is your friendly neighborhood superhero gene gray and um i'm i'm currently on a date with deadpool but i just left him downstairs to come up here and just uh say you know guys just just listen to the show it's fan bros why would you not do- hold on hun- i'm coming honey okay all right that's deadpool okay bye guys Welcome back, Fan Bros, to this heated episode of Fan Bros Show. We're back with Cy Veridan and J.D. Williams. And you guys are actually here yeah. because your movie, American Hollywood, is coming out. Uh, yeah, last time we were on the show, we had, you know, the little theatrical release. Now, uh, you know, the, the digital video on demand release is right. happening. Uh, we're very, very excited about that. Uh, coming soon, um, you'll be able to find it on, you know, Amazon, Time Warner. 
<laughs> you know, all these different spots. Um, yeah. And we're also having a Los Angeles theatrical release this Friday, February 13th. Uh, in Hollywood, they're giving us a one-week theatrical run out there. Nice. Uh, so me and JD and a bunch of us going out there in a few days. Um, very excited about that, yeah. you know, just to celebrate the end of this marathon. But, yeah, definitely yeah. check it out. An American in Hollywood, all those digital platforms, you'll be able to rent it and buy it very soon. JD, JD and, and Inside, how do you guys feel about it finally being out? Well, hey, what was that? What, what <laughs> how, how you how do you feel about the movie finally being out and you're gonna be having the big premiere this Friday? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm glad it's it's the end of a long road, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad to see it go through all of the stages and steps that it went through. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, my daughter's right here. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's welcome and on the spaceship as well. She she looked just like him too. If y'all seen him. Uh, seen his daughter, but um, uh, yeah, sure. I, th- yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm just glad that it got it's right here where it is. You know, yeah. It, I saw it come from a baby all the way up to now. Right. It's a nice, you know, it's a, a, a teenager. <laughs> you know, hanging right, out, right, <laughs> right. smoking cigarettes, chilling, <laughs> doing what so, you know, getting in I'm, trouble. I'm glad, like, to 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 take this, you know, journey with Cy and B Twins Productions all together, and it, I'm I'm still very proud of the film. So anybody who hasn't All right, so I'm going to move on to some of TV news. Um, probably something that's going to piss off some people, piss off a lot of us. We found out this week from Carl Jones that they're canceling Black Dynamite. Mm. Like, it's on the kibosh. And we just interviewed them at Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, mm. uh, did you? Uh, did either of you watch? I did not hear that news. What happened? That's the they're canceling. They canceled. Well, canceled right, Black okay. Dynamite. No, I didn't even Black hear Dynamite. about that. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't expect Black Dynamite to be around, but mm. like two seasons, yeah. I mean, me personally. And, you know, that's something that's kind of hard to write and keep fresh. Yeah, I don't... I don't eh. like, so you didn't see it? Watch, I just watched the first two seasons of Archer straight through in the last two days because my brother been telling me to watch it and watch it and watch it. So I gave it the chance, and it's just like, I don't see how that is going on for four, four on, years. Archer's on, <laughs> so, on season six at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I understand both. What about you, Chico? Well, they switched. They did do so. I, I know what he's saying, because they actually completely switched up Archer last year. Archer and Vice. actually changed, yeah, Archer Vice. That and was changed up. Yeah, it was good for the show. And so, I, I mean, I see what he's saying, that maybe they needed to do something like that with Black Dynamite, you know, just to give it longevity. But it was only on a, a, Two a, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like only like ten episodes a, a season, right? Twelve or something like that. It's not even that many. So, but like I said, I think it is that 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 particular whatever brand of comedy or whatever that is. It's hard to keep that. You know, yeah. you're trying to be boondocks, but at the same time, you want to be you know, uh, Cheers and shit and all this other stuff. So, <laughs> like, like you watching the same show? We're yeah, on. I like that. No, that's what boondocks means. Cheers. That's what they should yeah. say. It's, it's like you got all this crazy going on so it's hard to keep that you know fresh and and you know still just interesting like that so aren't they doing a movie Didn't they do a movie they are doing a black dynamite sequel i mean the see the live action sequel because yeah. the, the cartoon was born from the original right, movie right. Mm-hmm. i could see it being canceled is, because is, it was so expensive is michael jai white uh yeah. what's offensive archer's crazy offensive no no i said expensive expensive yeah oh, like expensive. Money. Was it it's expensive, expensive to, to, to produce animators or something like that 
I mean, the Maybe. show was the show was very well done. I would say the animation was top notch, and the, yeah. the guests they were booked were real, real big guests. Yeah. Right. So we don't know if they and how much they, they was paying. Badu, and Waka Flocka, Tyler the Creator. They but, had really- but also, tra- you know, the more traditional style animations definitely is more time consuming. It's yeah. more yeah. costly, costly process than you know just the straight computer stuff. So I think yeah, you might be onto something about you know be- yeah, it being yeah, a budgetary yeah. issue. Yeah, no, they're able to turn an episode of South Park around in like six days. Right. Well, exactly. That's my yeah, point because yeah. it's so simple. And with a lot to of do, the right. other Adult Swim shows, it's that kind of thing. Right, right, right. right. Quick turnover. Right. So probably mm-hmm. it was Maybe just that. Maybe wasn't really a big sell for them, unfortunately. Also, I mean, yeah. like I said, it, you know, it was a niche kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When, it first, when they first started up, it was already niche. You know, it was crazy that it got it on. So it, even for them to say, okay, well, I, like I said, I wasn't, I'm not surprised it's canceled. Right? I ain't losing <laughs> So, you know, like I said, I expected to get a nice little 24 episodes out of that, you know. Okay. And go on about money. Right, we didn't even get that many, right. Well, there's something that might surprise you. There are rumors, or maybe it's true, that Netflix is going to make a live-action Legend of Zelda show. Mm, now what? Which is live action seems we a weird choice for that. <laughs> Very mm. weird. Yeah. Mm. So first of all, are we even excited about this? Or are we kind of like? Eh, it, well, it's, it sounds like um, like Zelda. What's, what's like the, the business term? Is it sounds like a comparative um, sales comparison or something like that? Because they probably seeing the Game of Thrones shit blowing up. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. So they want to tap into that, that genre. The and do, Game of right. Well, there's is. rumors that they want to do it. Well, it is. I mean, if you think of the story of Zelda, it's dragons, it's demons, it's swords, it's yeah. bows and arrows. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's horses. It's that whole mystical, like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, Dakota. sick, you know. And is Link you know. a teenager? I mean, he's not an adult, well, right? Well, age, varies, he age yeah. varies depending on the game that you play. Or if he's been in the he ocarina of He's going to have to be a teenager. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're I think not going to make him a kid. To get maximum, like, the maximum yeah. demographic and, and viewership, he's going to have to make him a teenager. Right. Or that, a young that, man that's a young, well, looks that, young. Yeah, they'll, 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 he'll be, like, 16, 17 in the show. They'll cast someone that's, right. like, 25. But, but they'll have time young. traveling in it, too. So, you know, they got to have an old one, a young one, Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, no. that's... I don't doubt that it'll be a hit if they do do it. Because you said it's just a rumor at this point. Right? At this point, it's kind of just a rumor. But 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 people are picking up steam because this was also on the Wall Street Journal as well. So well, yeah, I mean Zelda has the fan base to carry it. Well, the the one thing, and not to cut you up, but the one thing that we, me, JD, my brother Jason, all my company, we're learning through this whole digital release of our film is that, and it's actually pretty exciting for you know up and coming artists and writers and filmmakers. All these different platforms now are doing their their own original content. They're doing movies. They're doing series. They're doing stand up comedy. They're doing all this. And I and I'm not right. Amazon, Hulu, Voodoo, mm. Netflix. Like <laughs> I know you, 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 you just go down to like right, like you know, like you, you know. Um, all of these things. Um, Doesn't you know, PlayStation Network have their own show? Now? No, they, they, they are. PlayStation yeah. and Xbox are going mean, to start making their own any, original Every content. network got their own show. And right. um, own yeah, so that I think you know the good thing is is that for filmmakers and actors and artists and whatnot, there's going to be a lot more avenues for us now that yeah. didn't exist. You know, series and in you know indie films wise. There's enough money for um, all of us. 
Well, absolutely. There's plenty of money. But, it's, but there's also but, how do you di- differentiate? Well, how do you stand out from the that, pack? Well, that's why I think it just I didn't hear about the Zelda thing. But when she brought it up, I'm like, oh, so they want to definitely compete with. They basically, when you, right. when you see all these different platforms able to do their own things now, like Amazon's a monster now. You know right. what yeah. I mean? Like, like they are going to like make some very high end shit. I just don't know when, but like right. soon. Well, I, I, I would ch- I would check it out. I would I would definitely see what they did, even though I don't know. See, I think Zelda is one of those things. Like, it's some things you build up in your mind mm-hmm. so much to a certain point that, like, it's almost impossible to capture them on camera. And I think that's one of them things with Zelda. It's like it just seems silly for a dude with a sword to be getting off a horse with a green cat. It just, <laughs> And as much as I love Zelda, like in the game, it's dope. I'm the flyest dude ever. But in real life, I can't even picture it in my mind how to. Be you think he gonna look whack? Cool, you know. People what I'm said saying? the same like, thing about the about like comic book stuff. Well, right, right. Yeah, but it took them a long either, time. It's only till recently. Exactly. They they it. could either. I'm talking about him just riding up like in the third episode, getting off. <laughs> you know, it's just. Nah, it's I, I agree with him. They either gonna get it right or they gonna it's get gonna it be wrong. Terrible. Right, you know what I mean. So speaking of like, getting it right or wrong, who's Rob Mario? Nah, duh. we oh, we we <laughs> speak on that. But speaking of getting it right or wrong, who are they casting? Like who's who's gonna be Link? You JD? You wanna be Link, JD? You'll play him. Uh, I thought about it, but I mean, I take that. I take that check all day. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that ain't even a question. It's just mm-hmm. you know. Like what I'm saying, like as a fan, like I'm looking at it, like all right, well, if you if you if they cast me as Link, I already know what you're trying to do, so I'm just gonna go ahead and get my paper, and we're gonna just <laughs> chill on, on them couple. Episodes. You're getting paid either way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, hilarious. You know, I mean, so you're trying to do another Catman doing or something. Hmm. Well, also, um, on on TV news or Netflix news, on the horizon we have season three of House of Cards that's coming out February twenty seventh. Mm, so that's very soon. House of Cards fans in here? Uh, I'm a, I'm a moderate fan. Moderate let's put fan. it that way. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan. I, look, I I liked it a lot until it started getting like out of hand, like slightly. <laughs> um, but it's I been love, out of hand. I, it's been out of hand. Yeah, but um, what what's kept me like when you mentioned you know season three i knew it was coming soon yeah. but um i'd definitely be checking it out because the, the characters are dope um especially you know kevin, uh, kevin spacey and his wife like their their whole just dichotomy is just it's probably one of the best on-screen couples i've seen in a long time like mm. just the way they work together and have each other's backs and they're both just like so evil together like it's cool. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a moderate fan. I, you know, it's I don't put it up there with like Game of Thrones or The Wire or something like that. But right. You know. Well, speaking of Game of Thrones, it's coming out April 12th. The dad I'm looking Season. forward yeah. to. Yeah. JD, you watch that move? Uh, that show? Who don't? Game of Thrones. He said, "Who doesn't?" Of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you got if you got cable, like if you have people, <laughs> have the reason to have it is Game of Thrones, and the other half is what Walking Dead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you seen the trailer for Daredevil for the new Daredevil TV show? Because I don't know if you've seen that they're advertising it like Marvel saying like, yo, this is our wire. They're saying Daredevil is going to be like the wire. They said that? Not Yeah, not like a superhero show. And it's sort of. Well, I'll tell you, I went out for Daredevil and I Mm. read, I, I guess it's the opening scene. So. I don't, I don't know how much I can tell you about the scene particularly, but I can tell you the way it is written, 
does seem to be very grimy and very, I don't know if it's going to be graphically shot, but, you know, the way they're talking and the things that they're planning on doing in it mm. seem like it's going to be graphic. But, but they're already doing that with some other shows, like taking comic book characters and premises and not making them like action shows like that Batman yeah. show. Gotham. Right, Gotham, Gotham right. yeah. They're kind of, I mean, it's, it is like that type of show, but it's not like that superhero well, action right. angle. It's well, that grimy like the, Daredevil is very much like the early 80s, late 70s, Frank Miller Daredevil. Right, like that right, was, right. you know, and so right. they're definitely going for that, which, Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot worse Daredevils that they could, you know, uh, periods they could be who's, going Who's from. playing them? Does I actually don't. You know, with Daredevil, you got to get your foot in the body in the freezer, so you got a refrigerator, so you got to be able to build up to that and make it have an emotional impact. Right. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So you can't be playing around in the beginning and then, like, y'all make it to season four, and now all of a sudden you got his girlfriend in the refrigerator and everybody looking at it like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna, this isn't really on, on tap, but I gotta throw this out there. We had a discussion a week or so ago where we were, not an argument, but we were trying to figure out what constitutes fan bros. What, what, what does it mean to be a fan bro? And we asked our, we asked the listeners, we asked ourselves, we asked everybody, like, does that mean we can only talk about stuff like comics and video games and things like that? Or is it more broad based because you also have to understand our show is we, we call ourselves the voice of the urban geek so we try to bring about it from the from the point of people of color mm-hmm. now As that that being said there was a question proposed that whether shows like scandal and empire were fan bro show i i mean it's not fan bros is not my show but i i would assume for y'all no no right why not <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just knowing y'all the way I do and how we vibe. I mean, those those shows ain't for me, so I, I can't <laughs> right. I can't see why they be you know shows no, I'm for not y'all. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you, but there are fan bros on staff who feel like Empire is a Empire is a fan bro show. Okay. Um, He's like, no. <laughs> I mean, say what you got. I, I have to. Well, I, I have I to. Jade, go ahead. Sorry, but I thought being a fan bro was like, all right, we both fans of something. So we bros. So as long as it's somebody else that enjoys what I enjoy, you know, we bros about it and we can, you know, chop it up. So I would guess if you're in there and there's somebody else in there that's heavy on Empire with you, you got a fan bro in there, you know. But if you're in there by yourself, then you might as well drop the subject. Well, hey, these are great shows to you know debate or whatnot. I don't know who's you know yeah, who's yeah, yeah. fans or who's up in here, but. To to um of, of what shows? Well, but right. you could also have an antagonist. We don't always agree when we talk in comic book stuff. Is you know, we just all you know right, right, right. exploited. But to basically just kind of answer your yeah. original question yeah. about what what I love about this show, and I know you know JD, everyone you know who knows about this show agrees, is that you know we. I don't think we, every time I've been here, we don't really limit ourselves in what we talk about. Mm. You know, it, it does kind of always come back to the comic book, like, you know, world yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, entertainment, filmmaking, storytelling, that like all that type of thing. But we talk about everything up in here. We talk about politics. We talk about yes. shows. We talk about race. We talk about, yes. you know what I mean? 
gender. We talk about all kinds of things. So, I mean, you know, to answer your question, what is Fan Bros? I mean, I, I think that's just, you know, it's just a real forum where, you, you know, people, you know, uh, uh, you could have a diverse conversation about mm. diverse subjects. Well, this is I definitely like an open-ended question yeah. you know, that we're going to keep discussing uh, yeah, and that fa- doesn't have a right or wrong answer. Right, and, you know? fa- and fan bros definitely hit us up on our SoundCloud, on Twitter, on, on YouTube, everything, because we're looking for your, your responses, really. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Should we be talking about Empire? Right. But that goes beyond should we be talking about Empire? Should we be talking about Black Sails? Should we be mm-hmm. talking about, yeah. you know, right. is it just horror, sci-fi, mm-hmm. crime, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. pirate? You know, like what? And so, yeah. Well, I'll, I, the only thing I'll say about Empire is is I did not, I'll, I'll be honest, I have not watched it yet. Yeah. And since you guys, you know, I respect some of y'all's opinions. Well, y'all, I'm a, well <laughs> I, I'll check it out. I mean, you know, since y'all are, yeah, y- y'all are you piquing watch it, my curiosity. But... Nah. I'm good. Yeah, like, like, I'm not, I don't, I, I, you know, just you, you could tell what it's about, you know what I mean? When you, when yeah, you see yeah, the trailers yeah. and whatnot. It was, it was out before, it was called Platinum. Right, like, right. I feel like they've done, they've the done, and, they've done a lot of these shows before, but I also listen to a lot of, you know, um, you know, veteran record execs that, you know, like I won't mention names or whatnot, but they was getting a lot of work in the nineties. They might have like crossed like some wrong Hollywood people and now you know what I mm. mean? They're kinda afterthoughts. You know, a lot of them have been speaking about this show and just like a lot of us have not even watched it. And they're all kind of like, you know, agreeing that I'm tired of seeing these shows of about black evil record execs because in reality that's not really who the evil record right execs exactly are. yeah like they always try to if they want to tell the story about evil record execs and the evilness of the recording industry right. they're always showing black people like in and that's story. not who stole and money from right, Bo right. Diddley exactly that's not yeah. absolutely right. so, so money Empire, waters well, Empire has no problem showing off the white people being evil too well that, okay well if as long as it does then is being you know real to the game but you know from what i saw <laughs> you know what i mean like in the trailer it shows like a very dysfunctional relationship of a power struggle of you know reckless recording industry behavior you know what i mean and i've well, seen they, that they, plenty they of claim times of king lear you know so uh, okay. it's a king what? Has his kingdom it's a king that has to pass his kingdom on but Interesting. he has to choose between his sons and his favorite one is like the worst choice <laughs> that's basically what it's and that's that what, yeah, sense. that's and that's what that's King Lear is, yeah. That makes sense. All right, well, we're gonna go right into our next favorite subject, tech news of the week with Tatiana. Um, I wanted <laughs> to make sure that I had mentioned this to all you guys who use Google and use Google Drive. You have to make sure to check your security settings this week. Um, if as long as you check your security settings by February seventeenth, you will get two free gigabytes of space and we know we all need that that's completely important to us um also the newsweek twitter account was hacked today oh wow and it was actually hacked by the same folks the the cyber caliphate the same folks that actually took control of the u.s central command twitter account Mm. and during all this they were like threatening obama and threatening his family and saying Mm. you know um, um, bloody uh what is it valentine's day the valentine's day massacre is coming up and all this Mm. other stuff why can't they hack things like Sally Mae or like that's, student loans? Right, right. That's my right, question. It's like, right. you know. Of all the things to <laughs> hack. This is the thing. Of all the things to hack. That's such a good point, though. 
this is the day. I mean, this is the thing that's going on. Is this is the age of hacking? Like in the seventies, they were taking over airlines. Like like you know, airplanes right, were getting right, hijacked right, right. all mm-hmm, the time yeah. in the seventies. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and 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 now that doesn't really How happen. Are these banks that are stealing that are taking people's homes. No, no, no. It's true. No, I agree. I, Where I, are the Bonnie and Clyde hackers? I, I, I do agree with you. If if you're talking about like. Um, certain like big airwaves of crime in in like you know what i mean <laughs> right right we, right we are noticing patterns by decade like you know there was a big hijacking thing then there was a big like bank robbery decade right then there was a big ponzi scheme decade exactly. like at the beginning so of every two- decade exactly. is something some new and, and maybe and, 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 well and maybe that's his point yeah, maybe it's related may, maybe to the time. maybe this is a right this is this is this the is new, a, i'm gonna hack your twitter account this is the new form of <laughs> organized crime Right. right. How's it avoidable? Like you said, like you yeah. need somebody had your Twitter account. You got a Twitter. <laughs> no, but right. you know, he makes a great point. You don't have to have these. You don't have to. This is the biggest reason. We the internet, but we don't have to be. Right. You know, mm. but we choose to be. So this is what we're going to be a part of. It's like, yo, you put your money in digit in binary on a on a on a on a computer or whatever. Somebody's going to be able to get it. And this is the deal you made. Like just like mm. when you made a deal to put it in the bank and not under your mattress. Somebody robbed the bank. They're going to get it from the bank, you know? So, (laughs) like, this is what we choose to to be a part of. Now, I would say the difference is that the person making those threats, like, he got to be able to actually have an army behind him because he's actually threatening somebody who really has an army behind him, and they coming after you. They have to find you. Right, right. So, I hope, you know, you're not making some idle threats and you just homie sitting there, you know, in his drawers. Waiting for his pizza, you know what I'm saying? It might be not Papa John. I think, but I think the 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 reality of this is is that the the whole hack, and from what I'm reading, it's just so big and complex these days that it's actually a lot more difficult to like to avoid to, it and to avoid it, but also to find out who's actually right, yeah. doing it because these guys are so good at assuming identities and assuming IP addresses and right. like the whole science bouncing them all around the, the world. whole science behind I it. Just right. Don't see like, why they're hacking things like I, I totally agree. I or, totally agree. But the thing I mean, is like, so they just hacked Anthem, the, the healthcare site, Blue like Cross and Blue, Shield, Blue yeah. Cross Blue Shield, well, Anthem. Well, well, but easy. last time I went to the dentist, I had no choice, but they handed me an iPad for the first time but ever. So my shit is on the internet. But like whether nothing, I want it to be or but not. It's, but it's yeah. not even just that. Is that you have personal information, which right. is power. Right. Just like how oh, yeah. no, I know. all this last few couple years, it. if this is the decade of getting everything hacked, just like Target got hacked, Home Depot right, got right, hacked, right. what Staples, happened? Yep. Staples, like all these, you know, even, even banks and stuff like that. So what happens? They have access to all your information, your, your, your mm-hmm. birthday, your social right. everything and even if you don't use if you, you like and myself, they might not write and they might not use it but they use this information no, but as like no but like take me for example i don't use like the internet really sports like I, I i i check sports scores i check the weather that's pretty much it i uh, check my email but like even if you don't have a facebook twitter instagram all that shit you still pay some of your bills online. You still like, you know what I mean? If like, you're going to so, direct a movie, so you, you got to get, get a physical just to get insurance to make that movie. Right. And right. how and do you know on, that? Do- it it's online. online. Yep, so exactly. It's like, it, I think uh, JD brings up. Well, JD brings up a really <laughs> good point. It is something that we choose into. But the to your point, the way, you know, and this is what scares me about where society's headed is just the way we've gotten now is almost like you could choose like the hardest to like not be a part of it, but you still going to be like, yeah, it's, almost, it's impossible to not right. be part of it. Right. It's absolutely impossible. Not not today's day and age. There's no there's. Right. 
And I'm sort of dealing this, with this, that. Yeah. You know? you know, they make us think it's impossible, really, because there's like all of the electricity and electronics we use here, there's more of the world not using that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we. I, I, think I feel you. Nah, you're bringing up good points, I love points, having man. toilet tissue. I wouldn't want to live nowhere where I had no toilet tissue. <laughs> Anything else I could give yeah, up. Man. But not right. toilet tissue. But it's like some people living somewhere where there's not even that. So we could live without this, all this extra stuff we have. Like we said, we, we're, we're being conditioned and we train to be like, okay, well, I got to do this because we, we use it to work. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We use it to travel. You know, if we buy metro cars or whatever we're doing, we always touching computers. We always use mm-hmm. it. We always putting in information. We always feeding the beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's it, but we don't have to. We really don't have to. Nah, you're right about so, that, though. We well, another ill thing that just came out is they're saying certain smart Samsung TVs, you have to watch what you say around it or you have to deactivate the smart functions because they're actually now the Those TVs, TVs are, are they're not out yet. No. But what was the what was he the claims, warning? He claims that yeah. the TVs are listening. To no, those TVs aren't even oh. out yet. The problem was they found out that the TVs have a function where they can listen to what you're saying. Right. It's like when um, oh, but Connect yeah, they, first they, came they, out. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox One came. Out. Right, right. Furby. But you invented those they, years ago. Yeah, they had that. that. Like but, if you were the boss of everything, all of the stuff that you think other people do, obviously it means that you would do it. Right. But what? Do it too, especially if they had the facilities. So I don't think many things are outside of the realm. A possibility, you know, especially when somebody's thinking of it. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, I sort it up, and then I, if I can think of right. a way to do it, I know somebody else can think of a way to actually do it. So yeah, of course they're like, yo, yeah, put all these, put a TV, a, a camera in your TV. That's yeah, like the most yeah. Obvious thing in but the yeah, world. I mean, yeah, people knew that was coming. Right but my my thing is, so you're is, saying people are setting themselves up. We are. Right, right, right. We I mean, we're bringing the Trojan horse you're, into right, our house. Right. You're, you're feeding the beast. But yeah. it's, it's, I read this a few weeks ago. I didn't even like know we were going to be talking about this subject, but it just triggered something I remembered. Um, Bill Gates, I think, one of those types, but I think it was Bill Gates. He, he just no, but like this is like the the tech, one of the tech moguls or whatnot. You know what I mean, if you will. And he like just drew a lot of controversy from like the tech world because I think like a couple weeks ago he basically made like a big talk about how like the whole artificial intelligence like it's gonna bite us on the ass. He, he's, Absolutely, he's terrified of yes. it. Yes, and like when I read Bill Gates is because yeah. of course side of artists like you know what I mean like <laughs> you know uh, filmmaker you know guy who draws and paints and stays off the internet is gonna like be talking all about oh we all gonna die from this ai shit i've been saying that forever but somebody like bill gates says it and you and that that really worries me because he's he was like if you google that shit that's what i'm saying yo exactly y'all if y'all listening google this article that bill gates speaking about ai it'll really like start to make you question what we're talking about because there does got to come to a point where like you know all those Terminator Matrix exactly. type movies. Exactly. Skynet's so going to become aware. So there's happen. some crazy it's robot. It's going to happen. So there's some so crazy it's... robot running Windows 98 right now going nuts. Well, if, if you tell a thing to protect something, and the thing is going to think ultimately what's the best way to protect the thing, right? and if it finds out that you're the thing that's killing yourself, then that, that's the whole that's, that's the whole quantity. That's the game. Like, we, we already know that this artificial intelligence is going to come get us because it's going to see that we don't make no sense. <laughs> and it's like, no, we are useless to a machine. And they can do it better. And they know it. No. I, yeah, they can, once they find out. Well, that's what, 
that's what they they scared of the ghost but the but, but i think the, the, that doesn't need people or it doesn't need flesh but that's have, to your point you know? i think that's the bigger component of it it's not just that we're feeding the beast and we're letting it happen to us the world is being run by by fewer and fewer big ass corporations now and for these corporations, it's cheaper for them to automate everything instead of hire people. So that's why you just keep seeing more, you right, know, right, right, right. AI roboticness. So basically, long story short, service. we are the makers of our own demise. Yeah, of course, that's more Shakespeare. Yep. Hey, yeah, you know, like we are. We 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 come up with we do all of this Romulan stuff, and we just do <laughs> <laughs> not, not Star Trek Romulan. Greek Romulan. Oh, like, yeah, Romulus and Remus. Yeah. But that too, you know, we still we act like Romulans too. But, you know, it's the same. Like, we do all of this craziness to, to each other, to ourselves. And then, you know, we, we look back and wonder why the consequences was, why did that happen? Like, that's insane. That's so crazy. It's like we're pumping all of this stuff into the atmosphere. We're jumping in and out the atmosphere. We're dumping stuff. And then we're looking at the Earth like the Earth ain't supposed to do nothing. Yeah, I like, feel you, dude. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's an organism that we're <laughs> on top of. That's why there's you no know? hurricane season no more. It's just hurricanes all year round. Right. Now. <laughs> like, all right, we're going to get back into more of this to wrap up this episode of Fan Bro Show. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Not a Brahma, a.k.a. Akasha. You know, when I'm not engineering, when I'm not around the world talking or just basically saving the world, I'm listening to fanbros.com. Welcome back, Internets. We are here to wrap up this ridiculously crazy episode of Fan Bros Show. Uh, I want to go back to you, Sai. So, again, your movie, this movie's premiering. Tell us more. Yes, it's uh, coming out on digital video on demand very soon, and we're having our L.A. theatrical release. The film, once again, is called An American in Hollywood. What's the website? Uh, it is www.anamericaninhollywood.com. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash anamericaninhollywood, starring J.D. Williams and Hassan Johnson from The Wire, along with a you know, uh, terrific stellar, you know, ensemble cast. Definitely come check it out if you're in L.A. Uh, it's opening up at the Arena Cinema Theater this Friday. Uh, the Friday opening night show has already been sold out, so you better get your tickets for Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're going to have a whole theatrical week-long run out there. Um, the Arena Cinema Theater is on Las Palmas Avenue in Hollywood. Um, check all the websites for all of that info. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll be out there celebrating, you know, the the end of this marathon journey. We're very, very proud of it. And uh, yes. when it's on digital release very, very soon, you know, rent it, buy it, and definitely spread the word. Appreciate y'all having us, as always. Dope. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Absolutely. We we always love having you guys. And we're really, Anytime. And we're really happy to be able to update everyone on, your, on this project. JD. Yep. Where can everybody find you besides in this movie? Um, and on the so spaceship. Of course, I'm... Um, <laughs> I got a, a Facebook page and a, oh, yeah. you, you can use my Twitter. I like I like to use my Twitter. I actually like Twitter because it's quick, easy, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, it, and it's efficient. But, yeah, uh, and a cyber caliphate is not going to uh, hack you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, go to Twitter. I'm at, um, it is my Twitter page. <laughs> uh, J.D. Williams Entertainment. No, J.D. Williams E.N.T. Okay. That's what it is. J.D. Williams E.N.T. And uh, come on there, join, because I'll be on there bugging out sometimes. And, right, You right. know, anybody can find me on there. Of course, you know, I got the, the prerequisite, you know, Facebook page and 
katiewilliamsstudios.com studios.com mm-hmm. if you want to check out some of the this, this business that I have where we offer photography and acting classes and things like that. So, uh, you know, just I'm just around. But I would like to leave y'all with something weird and nerdy when you get a chance. Please. <laughs> okay. Tell me now. So anybody, I would say anybody over, I'll give you 25. I'll say anybody over 25, when you had to use a phone back in the day, a regular phone, a pickup phone, a dial phone, you didn't have to dial the the area code. Right. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes, remember I remember. Yeah, so absolutely. Now, when the internet first came out, you have www in the front of everything. But, you know, since the internet came out, you never really had to put the www Correct. there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So I don't do that now. But now you have to put the area code before you dial your phone number. Mm. No? So what are you what are you getting at? Well, you can draw your own conclusion. <laughs> I think he's just but, mentioning well, I mean, the whole Twilight zone. Oh. Maybe there's more Issue people of it. now and the numbers are it's, it's less numbers than it was sites, but it's just like I said, it's something weird and nerdy. That's all. I got you. No, <laughs> I got right. you. I like that. Chico Leo. You don't have to. W- you know what? That's right a now, good you know. point. Next interview I do, I'm gonna I'm I'm stop you, saying you don't, that shit. You typically don't have to anymore because browsers will assume that. Right, they automatically. That's true. That's true. But that show how prehistoric I yeah. am, right? He's right. over 25, folks. <laughs> Chico Leo, any last words? No, I'm I'm mulling over that Twilight Zone uh, comparison right there. Uh, yeah, that's but uh, yeah, no, thank thank you guys for coming down or Thanks coming up to the us, spaceship man. anytime. Side of robot, any last? Yeah, I have a couple of announcements. Yeah, first off, our captain of the spaceship, Ben Hamin, will be back next week. What up, Ben? Welcome back, almost here. Uh, shout out to Kevin Wada, our special guest today. Uh, thank thank you. you for chatting with us, and also a shout out to Kim Coles and Erica Alexander. They have a web series premiering. Uh, tomorrow, which is, uh, I guess, yesterday for yeah. you guys. Uh, it's called The BFF Chronicles. It's going to be on YouTube. Uh, you might know Kim Coles and Erica Alexander as Sinclair James and uh, Max, uh, Maxine. Maxine Maxine Shaw on Living Single. Yes. They're having their own web series. Shout out to them. People of color doing big things. Uh, anything else? Make sure you check out fanbros.com. Fanbros on YouTube. That's called Fanbros TV. Mm-hmm. Hit us all up. We are all on Twitter. Tatiana King, Ty the Robot, the Chico Leo, uh, DJ Ben Amin, and much, much more. We are always here. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Fanbros are looking for contributors to our yes. to us. We need writers. If you writers. If you like video games, comic books, TV. If, you, if you're a fan bro about something, let us know, and we'll give you a space to air your your BS. <laughs> and let us know what a fan bro is. And yeah, let us know what a fan bro is, or what you think a fan bro is. All right. Peace and good night. Just sweet, Brian Williams. Stay black. <laughs>